This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Taking it right at Morgan. Right at Raymar Morgan. 6.6 left. Raymond Green finds Lucius for the win. He got it! Spartans move to the Sweet 16. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski on the BetQL Audio Network. Another hour of wall-to-wall NCAA tournament coverage here on BetQL Daily. It's Joe Ostrowski and Eli Herskovich. Thanks for checking us out live on the Radio.com app, live on our Radio.com Sports YouTube page, or you can go back later and check out the YouTube version as well. Remember, you better your bet streams there as well. All sorts of great stuff on the Radio.com Sports YouTube page, including a rant from our buddy Lawrence Holmes from the other day about Ryan Pace. Oh, boy, he destroyed the Bears. It's fantastic. Kyle Fuller's gone, maybe Akeem Hicks as well, but that's not why you came. Uh, Points Bet, the exclusive sports betting partner of the Denver Nuggets, is out doing the competition in Colorado. They are now live with minus 105 spreads on all NBA games. That's the best price of any sports book. Why bet anywhere else? Eli, uh, at Eli Herskovich on Twitter. I'm at Joe0670. And Eli, you know, I've, I've got to bring up, what we just uh, heard in the last segment, you know, you, you switch roles, you go from the executive producer to the co-host and you do the unthinkable, something you've told me many times not to do 30 seconds left before we go to the hard out and you ask our guests a question. But here's the key. But I said 15 seconds or less. And yes, I could have anticipated Brad to go a little longer than 15. It's Brad Evans. I know. I thought he would go his final four like that. Bang. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah, give yeah. me the title. He gave Illinois. He gave people the people what they wanted. So it worked out. Kind of. Uh, we're going to do our final four later this hour. I agree a lot with Brad. Let's just say that uh, as far as the final four. And he did convince me not to switch out from San Diego State to Rutgers. Good. Don't get don't get point hungry. And then so and then you feel relieved, too, because you don't have to deal with it when Clemson wins out right tonight. It's not going to happen. But sure. <laughs> OK, good. Good. I will be mad at myself if they both win. I'll still be. I'll be mad that I didn't go with Rutgers. But hey, to go ten and zero, it's it's very very difficult. And a quick update: we are now thirteen minutes from tip. Man, thirteen minutes from tip in game number one. Uh, still, two people have not entered their picks in my survivor pool. And I know a lot of people are doing the very same. I just, how do you do this? How do you pay? And then it's day one, and you don't get a pick in and. People do the same thing with brackets. People don't set fantasy line. I don't, do something. Do something as a placeholder. I just don't understand it. Uh, as we are now minutes away, right before we go over this entire Saturday card, are you anxious at all? You feel a little bit nervous because now it's all setting. Every, all of your work is done. Everything's out there already. Now let's just see what the what happens uh, with the results here. I already know what's going to happen when Purdue loses tonight. <laughs> what, but when my what? bracket goes down in flames. That yeah. I told you not to take them in Survivor. 
as much as I like Purdue, that South region is is as open as the East to me, just because of how how much Baylor has taken a step back defensively. So I already know the trolls are going to come out, but hey, you know what? It's this is this is the best part of the tournament. This is this is why we made the bracket. This is why we bet against the spread. I, I love betting against the spread much more than I do making a bracket at, at this point. So. It's we're going to have upsets. We're going to have some picks that go wrong, of course, but it's the fun of the tournament. Oh, man. So let's go through the entire Saturday card. Uh, This will be especially beneficial to everyone uh, listening on the podcast. I know there's going to be people that watch all day on Friday, and then they're going to go to these specific episodes on the BetQL Daily Podcast looking for their information for their Saturday bets. So the 1215 Eastern game that kicks all of this off it's a 5-12 matchup we've got georgetown after surprising many and uh taking their conference tournament they are going up against colorado and this line's been moving up interesting so it's not the reaction hey you got the hot team in georgetown with patrick ewing as a head coach people are starting to back the buffs uh it's gone from five and a half ticking up to six and a half right now it got it got as low as four and a half early, earlier in the week. So there was some of that reaction, Joe, that you were mentioning with Georgetown coming off the Big East title uh, win and beating Creighton. But I feel like the market is not only coming back on the right team here, but also coming back on the on the correct perception, correct evaluation of the Big East. I'm not super high on this conference, even though I think Villanova could beat Winthrop. It's still a more of a coin flip game than the spread indicates without Villanova having their lead ball handler in Gillespie. But back to this game, if Colorado wants to win this game and wants to cover the spread, they got to hit their threes. That's where Georgetown is most susceptible, even though this defense came to play in the Big East tournament. We didn't really see a team challenge them from deep. Creighton couldn't hit shots in the title game. Villanova couldn't hit shots in the semifinal. Marquette wasn't hitting shots in the quarterfinal along the way. If Colorado hits their threes with Schwartz and McKinley Wright. If McKinley Wright is dominating the tempo and controlling the pace, Colorado wins this game by a couple possessions. All right. But you were not uh, placing a wager on this contest. Correct. If you want to throw Colorado in a money line uh, parlay, I don't, I don't hate that. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't throw, I wouldn't ask Ross for money line parlay advice, but otherwise you should be good to go. <laughs> like for no reason. Let me just throw that out. Somebody told him to do that, right? Like that's definite. You'd- You'd hope so, because I really hope it wasn't coming from his own head. Yeah. Well, he likes to drop some names on the show from time to time. How about the second game of the day on Saturday? Florida State, the four, going up against UNC Greensboro. Double-digit favorites. Florida State, the line is 10. uh, Biggest team in the nation. What do you think? Yeah, and it's a great point, because while – UNC Greensboro, UNCG could turn Florida State over. We saw it in the ACC tournament title game. Florida State had 25 turnovers. What are you, what are you laughing Florida at? Tech team. What, what, what are you laughing at? I don't think I'm laughing at anything. Okay. I I thought you were laughing. I was smiling. This is the best time of the year. I was smiling. <laughs> okay. Because we're like nine minutes away. Yeah. I don't I don't think I was laughing. I, I hope not. Okay. Um, I, I, it's funny that you thought that. But uh, yeah, Greensboro should be able to turn Florida State over. But it doesn't take away from the fact that Florida State should be able to dominate this team physically up front. UNCG's uh, interior defense hasn't been bad, but they're susceptible to the three. And while Florida State's shooting at an unconscious clip still, and they were in conference play over 40%, 39% on the season. Maybe that comes down to the tournament. This is actually an, an intriguing factor is how a teams adjust to the shooting backdrop. 
And maybe you bet teams live if they struggle early. UCLA, a perfect example of that last night against Michigan State, right? A Big Ten team in MSU that knows Mackey Arena. And they came out hot from three. Rocket Watts had a big first half. So did Joey Hauser. UCLA got comfortable, adjusted in the second half. They started knocking down shots. If for some reason UNCG is up at the break. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And Florida State hasn't adjusted to Mackey. It's, it's not like Greensboro knows this arena, like Michigan State. It's not like they're a Big Ten team. I'm just making the point that for all these teams, it might take a half to adjust. Florida State's athleticism and three-point shooting should surface in the second half if it doesn't in the first half. Okay, let's keep moving on Saturday. Uh, Kansas also a double-digit favorite. They're favored by 10.5 against Eastern Washington. A lot of questions all week just about COVID concerns. A- anything, uh, any info that we've learned over the last uh, day or so? Yes, Jalen Wilson, Kansas's wing is going to be out for this game with COVID. I think it's got to be for the first two games. But it doesn't take away from the fact that Kansas has a size advantage against Eastern Washington, and David McCormick should have a monster game. McCormick had COVID tracing last week, so I thought he was going to be a guy, along with Anua, a backup forward for Kansas that was going to miss this game. And without McCormick, McCormick not playing for Kansas is much more detrimental than Jalen Wilson. Even though Wilson is a solid score, can stretch the floor for, uh, from time to time, but he's not a consistent shooter. McCormick is one of the best back-to-the-basket bigs in college basketball. As much as I want to take Eastern Washington, this line might be inflated. I would lean towards uh, EWU. McCormick uh, being in the game and, and, and playing, uh, assuming he doesn't get in foul trouble and, and Kansas has to go small, they haven't played uh, poorly with that small ball lineup this year, especially with some of those guards off the bench. Um, I lean towards Eastern Washington with the points, but um, Kansas could also blow them out with McCormick. Great matchup in the East region with the 8-9 game. Um, the winner will probably be taking on Michigan in round number two, but we've got LSU 29th in Ken Palm and St. Bonaventure 24th in Ken Palm. And the line suggests that this is tight. They've got the Tigers out of the SEC as one and a half point favorites. This is going to be a fascinating matchup because LSU has one of the most explosive offenses in college basketball. We saw that in the SEC title game going up against Alabama. St. Bonaventure's defense can be had from three, even though they're an elite defense, top 20 adjusted defensive efficiency. That's coming from, again, from a metric standpoint, possession by possession basis over the course of 100 possessions in a given game or spread out over 100 possessions. If LSU hits their threes with smart Cam Thomas, if Days could stretch the floor, if Watford hits some threes like he did down the stretch in that Alabama game, LSU should be able to win this game. But if they're not hitting their threes and St. Bonaventure is controlling the pace 
with one of the better mid-major guards in college basketball in Lofton. St. Bonaventure could win this game. I, you have seen, you have the Bonnies to the Sweet 16 in your bracket. Yep. I, I can't disagree with that pick because if the Bonnies move on, I have LSU in my bracket. If, if LSU moves on, Michigan beats LSU. If the Bonnies move on, I will be taking St. Bonaventure against the spread against Michigan. So I'm with you there, and they're, they're live to win a, a round of 32 game against the Wolverines. They're live to win this game. But if LSU's hitting threes, I think the Tigers come out of this game with a victory. And, and a so when the winner of this game plays Michigan, and that's the next game of the day on Saturday, 3 o'clock Eastern, 2 o'clock Central, number one Michigan going up against Texas Southern. The line is 25 and a half over at points bet. The big question. Okay, can Michigan go long enough? Can they stay alive long enough for Isaiah Livers to make his return with the outside shooting? Last two years, Michigan, when Livers is out there 33 and nine, when he is not on the court, they are six and seven. Yep. He said earlier in the week that he'd be shocked if he came back. Then again, if Michigan makes it to the final four, if they make it to the title game, they're not making it to the title game, but let's just say for the purposes of the conversation, then Livers, maybe he comes back. Maybe he plays 10 minutes a game, 15 minutes a game with that stress fracture in his right foot. But you would assume he doesn't. This is kind of a tough matchup for Michigan just in terms of the spread. They're favored by 25 and a half. Texas Southern could turn you over. We saw that yesterday against Mount St. Mary's. I kind of like Texas Southern to cover this line. I might take it tomorrow. That's a lean for me right now. Not an official play like Ross Tucker likes to say. So I lean towards Texas Southern uh, because of their ability to turn Michigan over. And the Wolverines do have their fair share of turnover issues. Uh, since the, the moment the bracket was revealed on Selection Sunday, since S. Davis started talking about it, it, the chatter has not stopped about a potential 5-12 upset in the West. It's UC Santa Barbara going up against Creighton. It feels like much of the public is on Santa Barbara. Uh, we've been talking to bookmakers throughout the week, and they're like, yeah, they're backing up that opinion with their wallet. People are betting on UC Santa Barbara. However, when you take a look at this point spread, Eli, I don't know if it's just late money coming in on the favorite or what it is, but earlier in the week it was six and a half, and as we sit, it's seven and a half. Right. And seven other books too. So it's it's been fluctuating from that six and a half number, open at around nine and a half. So money immediately came in. Sonny, one of Santa Barbara's guards, he's the sixth man of the year in the Big West, might be out uh, for this game with I believe it's an ankle injury. And that's a that's a big loss for for Santa Barbara on the offensive end. I think he's gonna go. We don't have any word for tomorrow's game yet. But defensively, this is more the mismatch for Santa Barbara because Creighton relies on the three. Uh, Santa Barbara has a top 50 opponents, three point scoring rate. So that means what do their opponents points come from? Mainly it's not from three and they're not an elite three point defense in terms of the opponent's percentage, but they are in terms of limiting threes. So if Santa Barbara and those guards led by McLaughlin can, can slow down, uh, this offense, this offensive attack for Creighton that relies on the three at a super high top 40 clip. They could win this game outright. I think three possessions is a little much, especially if Santa Barbara can control the tempo. They also have a size advantage. So if they could rebound the ball, get an edge on the glass, and then slow it down and make Creighton play at an uncomfortable pace, they could win this game, but but very likely cover the spread. That's Eli Hershkovich. I'm Joe Ostrowski. We are going over all the games that you will be betting on on Saturday. Eli, you have concerns about our Alabama futures. Please tell me you're not worried about day one of the tournament for them. Don't tell me you're worried about the Crimson's first game against Rick Pitino in Iona. 
I would love to see Rick Petito pull this off. As much as I, I loved my Tide, it would be an incredible upset. But they don't have the three. Before he goes to DePaul? <laughs> oh, yeah. Rick Petito to <laughs> DePaul. Well, from one Catholic school to another. Um, I, I Alabama should should coast past Iona if they're shooting their threes well. If John Petty is on from three, even without Primo. If Quinterly's shooting the ball like he did in the SEC tournament, that was probably his best stretch from three this entire season. Alabama should should uh, should truck Iona, considering Iona's three point defense. Okay, that's good. That's good. How about a matchup uh, we found out last night? It's Drake against USC. The Trojans coming out of the Pac-12, top 30 offense, top 30 defense, uh, according to Ken Palm. What do you think about USC minus six? This is a tricky game, and it it might trick betters as well, not just from a matchup standpoint, because people are going to say, okay, Drake almost lost to Wichita State. They had to come back. There's no way they keep this game close against UNC. Brody, who had a pretty good game defensively yesterday when he wasn't in foul trouble, had some big stops and a big bucket down the stretch, too, on a fadeaway uh, for the baseline. He could pose some problems against Evan Mobley. I don't think Drake is winning this game outright, but I, I love the way uh, Drake's guards played yesterday. And if Hemphill sees more than 15 minutes, Drake could cover the spread. Perfect. Is that a bet or no? It's a lean as of right now. I want six and a half. I don't want six. Okay. All right, Eli, waiting on a better number. We're halfway through the Saturday card. We will hit on the other half coming up next. Joe Ostrowski, Eli Herskovich, you've got BetQL Daily, and you're locked into the BetQL Audio Network.